live on Jupiter's third largest moon Callisto. He's just a boring example of everybody else. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it is going to be so much better because this is the Toys R Us Report, episode 50. So we are going to go back to our roots and talk about some toys. We got a special feature on G.I. Joe's Machine Gunner Rock and Roll. Sadly, I am all by myself here on the station to celebrate. So, uh, let me find the right key to hit it and, uh, hit it. Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Podcast and videos out of here. Fan page on MySpace out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. This is the Toys R Us report and we'll make you famous. Taking over the earth while still kicking in Uranus. You know, 50 episodes is not the biggest deal in the world, but it is kind of a fun deal to me because it shows that, well, it shows I'm committed. In my mind, it shows that there is some degree of commitment because I've gone like just about a year or so without missing a single episode. So, you know, I am, um... I'm fairly, I'm fairly pleased with myself, but at any rate, I have been having this weird dream lately. I've been having it, I don't know, like once a week. Um, let me tell you about it. It's kind of strange and I don't want you to try to, I don't want you to jump to any kind of conclusions or anything of that sort, but I have been having this dream that I am best friends with Harry Potter actress Emma Watson. I've never seen Harry Potter. I've never read Harry Potter. I do not know anything about uh, Harry Potter in any way. The only thing I have ever seen Emma Watson in was, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and I've only seen a bit of that. Oh, wait. I did see the bling ring, but that is because I like, uh, I like Sofia Coppola. So we went to see that, but otherwise, I don't know. She's just like somebody that I see on TV from time to time, but I've been having these dreams that her and I are like the best of pals. Like, we sit around, we watch TV, we eat potato chips, we do all sorts of fun stuff. It's very weird because when I wake up, it's like, I feel as if we really were friends and that her friendship is now missing from my life. I feel like this, this sadness. I wake up sad because it turns out that I do not know her. That's totally weird. I do not know where this is coming from. I have no idea. It's weird. But it seems to be happening, like, once a week, which is also weird, too, because... I do dream, but I don't have, like, reoccurring dreams. I just kind of have weird dreams of visions and monsters and zombies and things like that. I don't know. Usually dreams of, like, things I saw on TV recently. Like, uh, I'll have dreams that I'm in movies that I've seen. But I do not have these kind of dreams of friendship. So I, I, I don't know. I'm a bit taken back by the whole thing. I think I'm taken back mostly because she's not anybody that I really, um... 
not anybody that I really know as far as being a celebrity or whatever. I've never seen Harry Potter. I've never read a Harry Potter book. She's just somebody I see in magazines sometimes, so I don't know what the deal is. She does seem like a nice young lady, and obviously she is very pretty. She's a very pretty young lady, but I don't know. I don't know what the deal is, but it's weird. Just weird to me, and I don't even know why... I have no idea why we're even talking about this right now. So, um, let's get moving. Let's move on to the next segment of the show, which is, uh, as you know, at the movies. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? 99% of all people, they're looking for a party. 1% of people, they are the party. You gotta be that. Don't you feel like there's a lot more we could be doing? I don't want to spend the next five years of my life hustling. I want to be big. And stop being an admirer and find your signature. Hey, I believe in you, man. If you have hardship, friendship, so much love, that's your ticket to everything. We are your friends. Rated R. So, we were on our way over to the cinema to see We Are Friends, which I, you know... I wasn't really all that into it. It was, uh, it was the wife's pick this time around, and I don't know. The movie did get good reviews, so I was, I wasn't hating it. I was thinking it would be okay to see, and I looked it up. It was only an hour and a half, so that's good, too. But then, while we were on the way to the cinema, tragedy struck. The car broke down. Yeah, the car started chugging. It was like, ch 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 and it, uh, it just straight up stopped. So what, what was, you know, what was I supposed to do? We had no choice. We, in fact, missed the movie. But we did, uh, we were able to fix the car ourselves and it only cost about 30 bucks. It was a small piece. We replaced it the next day, but we never made it to the movie. But, you know, what are you gonna do, man? Sometimes, sometimes life shows you what you should not be doing. I feel as if this was the hand, a hand from up above, guiding me away from we are your friends i did hear from a couple different sources that it was okay though and especially that wes bentley was fantastic in it and zach efron isn't too distracting you know zach efron is not a bad actor by any means i've seen the dude in a couple things he was in hairspray and he's not bad he's not bad at all but still i i don't regret missing it this much that much rather but you know i will probably see it at some point and at that point i'll, I'll give you the lowdown but you know Whatever, man, it does seem like summer movie season is winding down because this was about the best thing out there that we have yet to see. And that's a bummer, but you guys probably feel like you've been getting too much at the movies anyhow, and it's nice to get a break. So, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to the show over to the, uh, Retro Toy Marketplace. Haven't seen you in a while, Retro Toy Marketplace. All right, take it away. <laughs> ready for the retro marketplace okay i see robots this is your one chance show them what you got gi joe's machine gunner rock and roll by hasbro rock and roll was one of the first gi joe's that i ever got i got him as a present from an uncle uh i got him along with the ram motorcycle i always I always think of the two of them together, him and the Ram. I guess it's because the whole deal with rock and roll was that he was like a cool, laid-back kind of California dude, and he just seemed appropriate 
on that motorcycle. On uh, on the box for the Ram uh, Breaker, the communications officer is riding it. And I always thought that was weird because, I don't know, man, it just seemed to me that rock and roll should be the one riding that dope motorcycle. Maybe it was because... They didn't feel like they had anything for Breaker to do but answer phones. So they're just like, well, let's give him this pimped out motorcycle with a machine gun on the side. Just so, you know, just so that he can feel like he's part of the gang. And that's cool. I appreciate it because rock and roll always had so much going for him. He had a beard. He had a helmet. He was blonde. He was from California. I don't know, man. Dude had everything you could ever want in a cool soldier type dude. I always, I don't know, I always kind of empathize with him as well, being from California myself, even though he is from Southern California, and that bears absolutely no resemblance to where I am from here in uh, Northern California. Still, though, we'll take him, you know, it's all one love, man, one one California love. He always struck me, rock and roll always struck me as sort of a Sergeant Oddball from Kelly's Heroes, who was played by a Kiefer's dad, Donald, uh kind of a sort of hippie, sort of like a peace and love, but also kind of, well, you know, he's not all the way hippie because he he has a uh, M60 at his side with bandoliers of bullets across his chest. So even though he kind of had that hippie vibe like Oddball, he was warlike, much like Oddball. If you haven't seen that movie, I recommend it highly, Kelly's Heroes. It is one of my favorites. It's like a war movie, but also a heist. It's just fantastic. And uh, Sutherland is just awesome in it. It's, you know, it's a can't miss. I'm assuming you've seen it. I'm just going to, I want to think that because if you haven't, I might be a bit, I might be disappointed in you. So, I don't know. If that matters to you, go check it out. Go check it out right now. The movie's called Kelly's Heroes. I got a, I got a tape right here. I got Kelly's Heroes. I went and I found it. I had it in the... And the VHS vault, it was in a pile, it was backwards, uh, without the label on it, so I, it was hard to find. But, I, you know, I've actually been gone for two hours, uh, from the last time I spoke to you, so, um, this is a bit from Kelly's Heroes, it is Sergeant Oddball talking about some negative waves, and I know this isn't toy-related, but we are also here to, uh, entertain as well as educate. We're gonna call this edutainment, so, um, let me pop it in one sec. Negative waves. See what's sending out them negative waves, did Moriarty? Oh, don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. Always with the negative waves, Moriarty. Always with the negative waves. Are we going to come up with another bridge? Here you go, more negative waves. Have a little faith, baby. Have a little faith. The dude that uh, that he keeps talking to, Moriarty. Moriarty was played by Pimp of the High Seas, Captain Steubing, a.k.a. Gavin McCloud. So, dude, how many movies have you seen with good old Gavin? So, this this is a must-see. Anyway, that is how I saw Rock and Roll. I saw him as kind of like Sergeant Oddball with that, What's up, baby? baby? He was not portrayed that way so much in the cartoon. He did have that California thing going on, but it wasn't quite to the degree of Sergeant Oddball. Speaking of the uh, cartoon, while we're on the topic, Rock and Roll was voiced by Hall of Fame level voice actor Frank Welker. You might know Frank from his other work. He was Fred on Scooby-Doo. He was Megatron. He was Jabberjaw. Dude has had a career and a half. So, you know, if you're ever on Jeopardy and the category of Frank Welker comes up, thank me when you win Final Jeopardy. Thank the kid right there on the show. Make sure to get in a plug for uh, the Toys R Us report while you're at it. You know, 
every bit helps. Make sure to tell a friend, especially if you are on uh, television. On the real tip, though, to keep it real, everything does count. So if you like the show, just tell somebody. Let somebody know that maybe they would like it too, and maybe they can listen, and they can tell somebody else. And before you know it... The Toys R Us report will be the monolith of media that we all know it can be. I I appreciate you guys listening. I really do. I appreciate each and every one of you. It's so nice to think that somebody's taking time out of their week to uh listen to me babble about toys and junk and movies in my life. I really I really appreciate it. You guys are the best. You guys are the best, so you deserve the best. You deserve the most important number one podcast in all of the world. And that's what we should be. That's what we shall be. All right, we are going to move into the second segment of the Retro Toy Marketplace, where we talk about some of the different versions of rock and roll action figures. What we like to do, though, as a way to segue into the next bit is I dig through the old VHS archives. I'm doing it right now. I'm digging. Just drop something. I'm away from the mic. I hope you can still hear me. We dig through the VHS archives to find appropriate commercials. This one has rock and roll, it has the ram cycle, it has everything. So, uh, let me pop it in here. Alright, take it away. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the Enemy. Don't let Cobra Commander get away. G.I. Joe! It's Cobra Commander! He's stealing our missiles! Well, get him, rock and roll! Here comes Grand Slam! He fights for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe! But you gotta get up early to catch Cobra. Cobra Commander and G.I. Joe figures and equipment each sold separately from Hasbro. I like that commercial. I like the ones that say against Cobra the enemy as opposed to against Cobra and Destro. Because I don't know, man. Destro's alright, but I just never felt that he deserved equal billing with the rest of Cobra. I always thought he was a dude that worked with Cobra, not a member. He worked with the group, but he was not in any way an equal to the entirety of the Cobra army. So, uh, Rock and Roll was first released in 1982. He is one of the original 16. One of the first guys that made the core of the team. He initially came with a straight arm and then later was re-released with the, uh, rotating swivel arm battle grip deal or whatever you called it. Rock and Roll came with a helmet, his machine gun, and a bipod to place the machine gun on. He did not have a backpack like a lot of the dudes did, but I always thought that the bipod made up for it. It had two, um, two pegs that you could fit into, uh, these two holes in the front of his gun, and it would make it so you could stand it up. So Rock and Roll could, uh, lie on his stomach and fire the gun. It was really neat. I don't know. A nice, small, detailed piece. I really enjoyed it. When I had rock and roll, I lost it. I've lost it a million times since. As a matter of fact, the rock and roll I have right now at this moment has the machine gun, but he does not, in fact, have the bipod. You know how it goes with uh, small pieces and goofy kids or goofy dudes like myself. Rock and Roll was also available in a thin thumb and a thick thumb variation, which is basically what it sounds like. One of the thumbs was really thin, one of them was a bit thicker. Also, when they re-released him in 1983, they changed his waist piece. His, uh, his cod piece, as it were. They made it a bit slimmer. When they came out with him in the, the next year, another small difference is instead of 1982, it says 
82,83. This is kind of more of a variation than an actual re-release, but to some people it is a re-release, I don't know. That is just a small change to me, not enough to constitute making up a whole figure, just enough to be maybe a slightly improved version of good old rock and roll. Let's, uh, let's take a quick pause here and, uh, examine Rock and Roll's file card. This is my actual Rock and Roll file card that I'm reading to you, so, uh, let's see. His actual name is Craig S. McConnell. His primary military specialty is infantry. His specialty, uh, secondary specialty, rather, is a PT instructor. Is that physical training? Is he like a gym coach? He was born in Malibu, California. He is an E5. Rock and Roll was a surfer in Malibu prior to enlistment. He was also a weightlifter and played bass guitar in a local rock and roll band. Sounds like Hulk Hogan, doesn't it? Except, uh, replace Malibu with Venice. And then you go, you got the Hulk right there. Uh, he is familiar with all NATO and Warsaw Pact light and heavy machine guns. He graduated advanced infantry training at the top of his class, and he is a covert ops school graduate. Uh, rock and roll is cunning but naive, forceful but shy. He possesses a strong sense of loyalty to his teammates and is sincerely concerned about their well-being. A man of honor and integrity, he can be counted on to hold the line. Very interesting. So, like most of the 1982 releases, Rock and Roll's parts were used for other dudes. As a matter of fact, his head is the same head that is on Breaker and Clutch, but with different hair color. And his waist piece was used uh, in 12 of the 16 original people. So, that dude's crotch gets around, his head gets around a bit, but only a small bit. Nothing in comparison to the, uh, waist diaper that he comes uh, attached with. Over the years, there has been 12 different variations on rock and roll. 13 if you consider the original 82-83, but I don't, so I'm only going to say 12. The second one I got of him came out in, uh, 1989, and it's the one where he has a cap, and instead of having his traditional M50, he has two small Gatling cannons, one for each hand. I did, I did like that one as a kid, but even then I kind of doubted that anybody would be able to hold a Gatling cannon in each hand and fire him. I don't know, man. I would imagine that the recoil or the force or whatever would be enough to knock you off your feet. But if Hasbro says it's good... It's all good in my book, you know, I mean, when, when, when has Hasbro ever lied to me before or made anything that was, uh, unrealistic? I mean, unheard of, as far as I'm concerned. The next version of Rock and Roll came out in 1991, and he was part of something called the, uh, Supersonic Fighters subset, where he came with a ground-mounted machine gun that had different buttons you could push that made different battle sounds. I never had this one. I've never seen it. It's kind of the same version as the last one where he has the cap, but his cap is painted red, combat red, and he has two red bandoliers across his chest with a green shirt and some, uh, brown pants. I don't know, man. It's not a good look. Not a good look at all. Version 4 of Rock and Roll came out in 1993, and he was part of the abysmal Star Brigade. He was part of the Armor Tech subset, and well, this one, he, he looks horrible. He looks like he's wearing a, uh, like a diving suit. Just hideous, hideous action figure all around. I do not, um, 
I feel bad for the kids that got this. He comes with a bunch of yellow accessories, machine guns, and a purple helmet. I don't know, man. I do have some Star Brigade guys up on the wall. They're kind of easy to find at flea markets or whatever, and I can't pass up any kind of carded G.I. Joe, but Star Brigade was, um, mostly whack as far as I'm concerned, and I feel bad for Rock and Roll for having to be part of it, but he did get to go into space, and, you know, you cannot, you can't front on that. There are just a bunch of other rock and rolls. He was released again in 97, in 2005, in 2007, in 2008, 2008 again, until finally being released for the final time, at least so far, in 2009 as part of a Toys R Us exclusive set for The Rise of Cobra. Here's the deal, though. This is what makes it whack, and I feel bad for, uh, rock and roll. He was renamed Bench Press. It is the same old, um, Craig McConnell, but now he is known as Bench Press. I mean, I guess that's okay. We do know that the dude was an avid weightlifter, but I wonder what happened. Maybe he just felt like, you know, rock and roll is whack nowadays. There's not even, like, one good rockin' band out there outside of, like, I don't know, People Mover for me to, uh, attach myself to. So I'm gonna fall back on my second love, that of weightlifting, and I'm gonna change my name to Bench Press. I don't know. I don't know what goes around in that guy's head, okay? Let's take another pause. Take another pause. Check out another one of these commercials. This one I got stuck in a clamshell. Hold on one second. All right, we're going to take a quick pause, and we will be back with the final part of the uh, rock and roll examination where we're going to pop around eBay for a sec, see what it's going to cost to get some of this junk back into your collection. Ready the mobile missile system. Get the rapid-fire motorcycle. Go, go, He'll stand for freedom wherever he's needed. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Each sold separately from Hasbro. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not so retro junk. He won't be sorry for long. Also, and this is just as important, hop on over to supportthereport.com. It's all one word supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron. For as little as a dollar a month, I mean one measly dollaro, you guys could make a huge difference. I mean, we are still trying to get some repairs here after that pirate attack a while back. Things are bombed out and depleted. We got holes in the roof. We just got... We have limitless problems and, you know, we don't get government funding for repairs. We get nothing. So... Please, consider becoming a show patron. Go on over to support the report for as little. I mean, seriously, what is a dollar? It's not much. So consider giving up that dollar per month to the good old Toys R Us report, and you will be changing everything for the better. All right, so uh, hopping on over to uh, eBay right here. Rock and Roll is not a costly figure. You can get the first version for maybe like 16 bucks. Uh, you know, with the card, with the gun. Most of them don't seem to have the bipod, which I'm not surprised of. Let's see what is going to be for, like, a carded one. I'm thinking a lot. Um, you can get a carded rock and roll. Maybe you can't even. Let's see. Um, 
It doesn't even uh, it doesn't even seem like there's one available right now. That cannot be true. Let's poke around here once. I'm going to do some more poking and I'm going to be right back. Hold on one sec. Okay, so your boy is back. I had to go do a bit of digging. Um it looks like the last carded now 1982-1983 rock and roll that sold went for 299 with 10 bucks shipping. That's not bad. I don't know. Rock and roll doesn't seem to have the cachet that a Snake Eyes or one of these other guys has. So, you could probably get it back in your home for about 320, which is a lot, but not for something as dope as that. It's just, I don't know, man. People don't seem to be feeling rock and roll. You can get the Star Brigade rock and roll on the card 9 bucks. Poor old rock and roll. He just does not get the respect he deserves. So, uh, we're going to stop this for another second. We will be right back for the final segment of the show known as the Toys R Us Report, where we're going to talk about Force Friday. Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Blue snuggle teeth and yap face out of here. Migos and G.I. Joe out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us Report. So, I'm laying around the station when I get a uh, Facebook message from show patron and all-around good guy Don Walton. And he asks me, he asks, I see robots. Are you planning on going to Force Friday? Now, I got a cold. I got a ruinous cold, I feel super fatigued, I'm just like, I'm barely able to do anything, but when the Toys R Us reports faithful, ask, I will do what is necessary to come through. So I'm just like, yeah, bro, of course I'm going, you know, I feel sick, but uh, I'm going to do it, man, I'll make it. So I go and I lay down, uh, trying to get my strength back up to get ready for the big event, um, and well... I'm stupid because it's Force Friday and for some reason I thought it was Friday night at midnight when in fact it was uh, Thursday at midnight which is in fact Friday and uh, Don Walton was PMing me letting me know that this was the night when I actually thought it was the next day and that I would be good to go so uh, I missed the whole entire thing. I missed the entire thing because I'm stupid. I was sick. You know when you're sick and... You know when you're sick and things don't make sense like they should? Well, this was a situation like that. I'm just, I don't know, man. I am so fatigued. I got some kind of space virus of some sort. I don't know what it could be. It's probably something for the dig. You know, I've been talking to the cannibals a lot over there. And I bet you, I bet you I got something from that. But I feel super bad and I feel super stupid because I missed Force Friday. If you don't know, you're about to know. Force Friday was when they were going to unveil all of the new Star Wars toys for the upcoming movie. And I'm not the biggest Star Wars toy collector. I don't really have any Star Wars in my collection. So it's not my thing. I'm a G.I. Joe guy, but I do, uh, I did want to go see because it's not that often that Toys R Us has a special event. And they were going to open up the store midnight give away some prizes, have some stuff going on, and I figured, man, this is it, dude, this is the Toys R Us report, this is your time to shine, it's time to shine, but I was, in fact, uh, laying in bed having feverish dreams at the time, um, I can tell you about that, I had a dream that I saw a spider on the ceiling, and when I went up to squish it, it jumped on me, and when it jumped on me, it turned into a million spiders, horrible nightmare, I'm not afraid of spiders any more than I should be, but... 
I don't relish the idea of being covered in them either. So I don't know, my guys. I feel I feel bad. I let you down, but still, I hope you can. Uh, I hope you can hang with me still in the future because you know it isn't like this always happens. I usually come through. I usually come through like a champ for you guys. And this is you gotta let me slide, please, please let your boy slide on this one. It won't happen again. It was just a case of um. It was a case of what Run DMC would call Illin. I was, in fact, Illin, uh, I can hear the song right now, actually, right now as we speak. So yeah, that's me. I'm pretty much Illin. I, I apologize. Uh, this is the Toys R Us report, episode number 50. We're gonna call it a week. We're gonna call it a week. We'll be back. Be back next time with, uh, hopefully, a more successful episode. This is me, Icy Robot, signing off for the rest of the crew here up on the Jupiter Station. If you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.